Welcome everyone to the 30-something podcast, episode number four. On this week's show, we're going to talk about what motivates you in your 30s, career versus family, a new artist spotlight, mentorship, and dressing your age. If you're listening to us on YouTube or one of our social media pages, please don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at podcast30something, like us on Facebook, or send us an email at the 30 something podcast at gmail.com. Now, on behalf of Tone, Khalil, and Thompson, we'd like to thank everyone for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy show number four. Trick welcome, Daddy Dollars. Most definitely 305. That's your people's, right? You better recognize. All right, all right. Again, <laughs> this is Tone. Want to welcome everybody to the 30 something podcast. Um, most definitely, we have another awesome guest here today. I want to welcome my man, Greg. Greg, you know, most definitely welcome to the show, man. Oh, man, thank you. Pleasure to be here, for sure. Hey, you you from Philly, too, right? I'm absolutely from Philly. South Philly, for sure. Born okay. and raised. Yeah. Welcome okay. home, me. Now, most definitely, everybody, I appreciate everybody tuning in. I want to actually take a break real quick, and we'll be right back, all right? Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Podcast. Welcome back. It's your boy Thompson. And the first topic for today's episode is something I think uh, most guys, especially in their 30s, we think about when we, when we get in our 30s is something that we really want to consider is uh, whether we need to put our focus and our energy in our career and climbing that corporate ladder or put our focus onto our relationships and grow and cultivating that. Because people, you know, they have different values and different uh, things they put their energy towards. So uh, I guess, Tone, I want to start off with you. Uh, what do you think we should I, put I our really think, in? you know, the balance. You got to have balance between career and relationships. So you being married or if you have a girlfriend, I mean, we're going to leave the side chicks out of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Tristan Thompson. Mess up everybody. But no, um, I just think you really have to have that balance. Um, to correlate, you know, with the career side, you want to take your time, make sure you get that pocket right financially, grow that up as much as possible till you feel like you can bring that mate in. But I guess in your early 20s, you want to lock in and solidify that career. And then from there, then you find that right mate. But she might find you sooner, so you never know. Wait a minute, so you were saying to solidify the career first and then find a mate? Financially, I guess to make sure you okay. And then she can come into that nest, that house, and or when you're mentally mature enough 
to say, hey, I want to have that, you know, different part of my life. That's a different segment. Okay. But well, we got a married man in the room, yeah, so well, I mean, that's, I don't, that's the guy. That's that a totally different it. view. So I mean, I, it's only one married man in the room. So how do you feel about that, G? Listen, honestly, fellas, um, you have to be balanced, right? There's no such thing in my mind as get a career first, get the house, get the woman, get the dog, get the white picket fence. There's no such thing as that. That's why I got to throw my list out. In the yeah, hey, ball it up. <laughs> ball it up. Me, me personally, you know, I've been married for a while. I have two children, right? Everything I have, my wife and I built together. We've been through the struggle together, and now we're reaping the benefits of that together. That's dope. All right, uh, Lil, did you have a particular preference on which side you want to get in on? Uh, well, I mean, honestly, it just depends on the individual. I mean, if you're the type of person that you just believe in a quote-unquote American dream, um, like that list that G said, ball up. I'm I'm on his side with that. I don't, you know, I don't believe in what society standard is. I do believe that whatever you do, you do want to be balanced, like Tone had mentioned. Um, and you want to be sure of yourself, like you don't want to go into a new career or even a relationship with so many insecurities and um, not really being the type of person who can deal with like a, a woman with a career or not being able to balance the two. But it sounded like you was about to say something, G. Right. The, the other thing about it is y'all remember what happened in 2008. Stock market crash, stock market crash. All, all that housing. So if you are the guy who always provided everything, mm -hmm. when that happens, all that material stuff goes away. If it really wasn't built in a solid foundation, she's gone. Right. Like you need somebody that's there struggling with y'all fellas. I'm telling you, you don't want to put everything into something material or something that you solely provide that's material. Hey, right. <laughs> Yes, sir. I've always played devil's advocate on the show. But do you think that there's a chance that a woman could respect a man less if he doesn't have his finances together or his career together? Absolutely. And and those are the type of women that you write on your list that you have to get a career, a house, a car, and all that first. You know, you really want to find somebody that if, if you get fired tomorrow, she's there, baby is okay, here's some things that are lined out for you, let me help, help you update your resume. You don't Absolutely. want that girl that's out the door, I'm telling you. That's right. temporary. You just reminded me of, uh, y'all remember the track by Fabulous? Uh, Which one? The song, uh, When the Money Goes. It was actually Hove came out with the track first and he gave it to Fab. But When the Money Goes, pretty much in the, in the song, he's discussing uh, a situation where a man, he was on top of the world. He had all the money. The girl was down for everything. And when the money was gone, she was out of there. And he's t rapping about why he doesn't want that type of woman. I'm not sure if you guys are uh, up on any of the latest shows. One of the shows, Billions, that comes on yeah. on Showtime. Oh, yeah, it's an excellent show. So on one of the latest episodes, uh, it was the spoiler guy. Alert, by the um, way. Was it Chuck? <laughs> Chuck? Yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler I'm sorry. Alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, somebody listening out here, right? <laughs> but, but, I was just about to watch the episode. But, it's cool. But, but Chuck's guy, his uh, his best friend, right? I don't want I won't tell the whole situation, but he was at dinner with his his fiance. Oh, man. And she, he he doesn't have the money. Kind of the situation G kind of pointed out. And he asked, "Well, man, you still want to be down?" And she's like, "No." Nah, but that's why you date a woman that right. can match your hustle because she's going to most definitely compliment you in any type of situation. That could be for emotional purpose. That can be for a financial standpoint. That can be for I mean, just even just having regular fun. Like yeah, right. it's that common you know denominator that you have where she's going to be able to always match a hustle and I guess 
The only person, I guess, the woman that might leave that we probably talking about is the one that maybe might have her own, but might have like I don't know, daddy issues. Okay, or, hold on, hold who on. knows? Okay, hold on. So, so since you try to date someone that a woman that's already established, those are challenging. I like those type of women. Those are fun to me. But guess what? At the end of the day, uh, my self esteem is very high. So, regardless if you make more money than me. My mannerisms as a man, <laughs> I'm gonna be okay. Please, <laughs> I'm gonna be okay still. Well, I mean, that's all reason to say how... that you know, no, but a lot of people myself. have that pride, that yeah. masculine right. pride that some people hold on to, or like they they have to be the breadwinner, they have right. to be the provider, the protector. That doesn't um, bother me well, if her bag is higher than mine. And, and, and here's matter. something else that y'all can, should consider, right? You never really know how somebody truly feels about you until they don't need you. Right. So if if you marry an Oprah and you Bill Gates, y'all good. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? But but if if Oprah comes and marry one of us and and we catch an attitude, we might be out of there. So, so what's Stedman doing? Hey, Stedman playing his role. <laughs> <laughs> he got too hot. Stedman is in a lane. There was one aspect I, I wanted to put a spin on, uh, and then we could wrap it up. Uh, I know we're all guys here, so we can't really have the perspective on the the woman's side and whether they have to those tough decisions after. Tune into the last show because we did have a woman guest, but yeah, most definitely yeah. King is corner. Super and especially with women when they have like that biological clock, where they they only have a finite amount of time to have kids, so they really have to consider consider those things. So, uh, Greg, as like uh, the married man, uh, have you had uh, those conversations with your wife, or have your wife have to deal with? Uh, that type of decisions uh, when focusing either on career or having kids and no man, like I said, you know I I truly been blessed and and I've been married for a while so I've made every kind of mistake you can make, <laughs> repaired it, prayed on it, prayed and cried together. Man. So so I, I I really been blessed with something special. So you know when she was going through her career building, I held her down. When I lost my first career and was coming through a second one, she held me down. Very very supportive, balance, and I'm telling man. you. It have, you, you have to be balanced. So what I'm saying to y'all fellas, if, if you get a woman in, in, in our community, in no other community do you hear, oh, that's a strong Spanish woman. That's a strong white woman. Mm. You only hear, oh, that's a strong black woman. That's all you hear. That's all you right? hear. That's, that's crazy. It. That's programming, right? Yeah, that's programming. Programmed. Although they may be strong, you never hear that in any other Facts. community. Right? We know how yeah. strong they are, but because society tells them you have to be strong. Now, Tone, when you get fired or laid off a little... You stop making the money you make. Oh, I'm a strong black woman. I don't need you. I can do bad all by myself. Man, Y'all man. fellas better find somebody who's in the struggle with you. And you build everything you have together. Man, Yo, G, um, you just made an excellent point right there. In fact, um, me and my girlfriend, we were just discussing this very same topic that you just, the points that you just made. I'm I'm currently reading a book called uh, The Four Agreements. I'm not sure if you guys are mm-hmm. familiar with it. Um, Don Miguel Ruiz is a really, really great Jewel great Drop, book. get the book. Yeah, yeah, Jewel, Jewel Drop. drop. They ain't paying us though, so you know. <laughs> yeah. It's hard though, you can get it. It's cool. But in the book, he's discussing about um, about a poison thought, like poison mentality. Mm-hmm. And kind of what G was talking about with the scripting, we live our lives with these scripts. Like even with the American Dream we were discussing earlier, Facts. you thinking, I got a, you got a checklist. But when you go through life, you realize, man, this checklist, man, wait a minute. This checklist, they talking about A, B, and C. You might go to L first. You taking a lot of L's. And then, L's. You know what I mean? Back and short to end, then you hit up to S, and then you hit back to R, and then you back to A, then you back to C, then B. So exactly. I get it. Everybody, everybody has a different list, right? Everybody has a different test. But 
Uh, we're going to let y'all think about that. We Again, we love for you guys to leave a comment on, on our YouTube page. Check us out on SoundCloud, on yeah. IG. Uh, give this to a friend. Let us know any type of feedback. What do you guys think? But we're going to go on a break. Uh, it's the 30-something podcast. Yeah. Head in my direction Like I'm looking through You're skipping through the preview Holding my attention Now I want to hold you Bring your body close to me I just want to taste it Touching on a feeling Have it for the weekend Testing on my patience Throw me in a deep end See if I can swim in you All night Try to paint a picture of you Welcome back to the 30 something podcast. I'm your co host Josh, and right now we're going to get into the new artist spotlight. For those of you who are listening to us for the first time, let me tell you a little bit about the new artist spotlight and why we do it. On each podcast, we like to highlight either a young artist or a new artist that we believe that folks in the 30s would be able to vibe with. We play a little bit of the music. Uh, we uh, tell you a little bit about the history and uh, give you some songs that, that we uh, recommend that you check out. So with that being said, we're going to turn it over to Tone. And Tone, will you please tell us about this week's new artist spotlight? All right. Welcome back, everybody. So, hey, listen. Shout out to the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s babies because, you know, we want to keep that music tight. But today's, you know, artist spotlight, I'm very proud of because she's from Cleveland, Ohio, my hometown, right? And for the past couple other, you know, spotlights, I've been talking about the West Coast, but I'm coming back East Coast for y'all really Oh, quick. welcome back. So the way <laughs> was out there for a minute. <laughs> right. So where the best place to go is Midwest, East Coast. So today's, you know, spotlight artist is Alina Barras. Like I mentioned before, she's from Cleveland, Ohio, um, and her parents actually came from Russia um, back Russia. in the era. Oh, oh yeah, man. yeah. Oh, man. So you know, she that flow, that vibe that she puts everybody that just listening in to the music. It's a push play album, I promise you. I no know skips. I felt, yeah, I know I felt that uh, 2016 like presidential election vibe. Look, got jokes on that. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, most definitely want you to check out her projects. Um, she actually just released her album recently, um, earlier this year. Um, but yeah, most definitely check it out. So listen to her, pick it up, um, and tune in. What would be some go-to tracks for the listeners if they? Uh, I mean, most definitely the one that we actually just dropped that we just heard um, yeah, with what the was services. That? Um, that was also, a, that was she flow. did did it. You know, she did a um, song with uh, Khalid. Oh man! So you know, Khalid. You know, he went all kind of. You know, awards for oh, the past last tight. year. So, Man. I mean, she's worked with him. I mean, some other tracks you can listen to. I mean, forget it. Just push play. <laughs> That's what I'm excited about. And she's from Cleveland. Okay, so okay. So, push play. I don't want to give up all the jewels. I want you to go get the album, push play, and then write the comments on what you thought about what you heard for the actual artist spotlight. And what's her name one more time? Alina Barrez. Get 
Get on your job, tell them haters get on your job. Hey, motivation, haters better get on your job. Tell them haters get on your job. It's motivation, suck, suck, get on your job. If you hate, get on your job. You can look me in my eyes, see I'm ready for whatever. Anything don't kill me, make me better. I ain't dead, you can, you can take the fame and the cheddar and the game and the deal. I'm still a go getter. Take my Welcome back, y'all, to the 30-something podcast. It's your boy, Khalil. And um, shout out to Tip, man. I, I actually met him back in 2008. Um, the next topic is going to be about mentorship. And um, with T.I., he actually, during the uh, the paper tra- the paper trail was the name of the album, yeah. he was on like a, a, a community service run or something like that. He was going through some some legal issues. And he actually went to the the middle school I was working with at that time, and oh, nice. I actually handed him uh, the uh, the art of war because he was actually about to go in, like I guess in a month or something like that. Yeah, had a uh, conversation. Well, I don't know why with, I thought you said I usually hand him your demo or something. Nah, nah, I definitely <laughs> wouldn't even. I hit him with a jewel, and he actually was like, he gave me that look. He was like, man, I, I actually got this book. I was like, man, I'm sure you do, but uh, man, here's just another one. Just Yo, so I'm sure. So Ti, man, I'm that guy, man. We, hey, we again he's probably listening right now, like, he, <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> that's yeah, dope. Most definitely, that's super dope, man. Oh, oh Especially yeah. handed them, you know, that book and just you know his trials and his times of whatever you know situations that he made that handed him some information to you know standpoint or get that information while he chilling down that's that's what's up man facts man um so again with the 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 topic the current one right now it's going to be on mentorship and fellas i want to ask now do you make yourself available to be a mentor or do you even have a mentor and do you guys even feel that it's important for someone to have a mentor What's, what's your guys thoughts oh absolutely uh I know myself, like, I have a mentor in, like, pretty much all aspects of my life. I have a mentor at work. I have a mentor uh, socially. I have a mentor uh, religiously, uh, uh, health-wise. Like, it's always good to have somebody, like, to, you know, feed information to, to get information from. Because it's all about, you know, paying it back and paying it forward and, like, Whatever information you've gathered in your life, I think it's worthwhile to right. share it with somebody. Or if you need some information to help help you get to the next level, it's good to have somebody who's already there to help you pull you along. So I got a question. Where, where do you go to find uh, mentorship? Hmm. I know for me, uh, usually at your job or career, they usually have like programs or stuff already at your job that could you know, help you find somebody. Or you can just get on your networking job or networking hustle and just go out there and find somebody that you, you see that's moving a, a good way that you you may see yourself like five, ten years from now and you look at them and you say, I want to be like that five or ten years from now. Yeah. And it's on you to, you know, approach them and say, yo, I, I see how you're moving. I, I want to be you or something or close to that. Right. Do you mind if I we could go out and grab a coffee, get something to eat, and I could, you know, pick your brain on, Certain things you're involved in. Now we got an actual mentor in the room, um, like you know, I guess um, on today's thirty something podcast. I just want to you know introduce Greg Powell again, and you know explain to you know the people about your mentorship and either how does a kid find you, Mm -hmm. and do you still to this day have a mentor? Absolutely. Uh, Again, fellas, thank y'all for having me. A couple things. You know, I have a youth organization that I founded here in Charlotte back in 2010. Um, It's Jew City Irish. 
Uh, we modeled our, our football program kind of after Notre Dame. Everybody wanted to be Alabama, Florida Gators, LSU. <laughs> Go you know, Go Gators. You know, Go in fact, Go one of my mentors actually played for the Florida Gators, and I'll talk about him in a second. Nice. But, you know, I wanted to be different. So we put a plain gold helmet on, the best uniforms in the city, and, and uh, we won several championships here. Um, you know, I, I personally, I'm very passionate about this topic. I'm a mentor. I uh, grew up in a single parent home. And a, a recent real conversation that I had with my biological father is everything that I learned um, was actually from him because I didn't want to be like him. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, any kid life that I was involved in, I never wanted to disappoint them. Right. And it was never about the, the quantity time. It was about the quality time. I've been to parent-teacher conferences with kids that aren't biologically mine. I've been to fundraisers with kids that aren't biologically mine. God forbid, you know, I haven't had to go to a court date yet because of the mentorship. We talk about different things. You know, I actually run a teen symposium, which is part of my program, where with my older group of guys, you know, my 14s through 18s who graduated out of the program, we actually teach bully prevention, um, peer pressure, uh, sex, drugs, and I, I go as far as role playing how to get pulled over by cops. Jeez, now Khalil, I mean, role playing on how to go through the process of law enforcement to make sure you make it home to your family—that's huge. That's huge to teach the youth, especially. And we appreciate our... you for doing that, man. That's huge. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, I know you just mentioned it, but for everyone listening who didn't have that pen and paper in front of them. Uh, could you just name, just let us know the name again and even let them know how they can get in contact with you if they have uh, any youth or if they even want to volunteer or even be a part of it? Sure, absolutely. I'm always looking for, for great volunteers. Um, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to have a perfect effort, right? Uh, my website is the letter com. That's U-C-I-T-Y-I-R-I-S-H.com. Or you can email me at CoachGPowell at gmail.com. I have a question for you. Do you uh, have a lot of African-American men volunteering with, with your program? That's all it is. I'm, I'm 99% uh, African-American. And, and it's, it's not that way by design, but I, I appreciate it because we're the ones who are suffering, who are dying at, at regular traffic stops. Do, do you do you uh, have any challenges getting volunteers or are you finding that people are overwhelmingly coming to your agency to volunteer? No, listen, through my program, we're actually, we have like a volunteer waiting list, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I appreciate that because everyone sees the movement and, you know, my mentor who is Larry Kennedy, somebody said go Gators. He actually played for Florida Gators and I had two mentors. One guy named was Tony Dargan. He was instrumental in my professional development. Um, he's actually down in South Carolina. Uh, he was an army guy, very disciplined. He taught me tough love, taught me discipline, just things that, that I needed. Larry Kennedy came later in my life when I moved to Charlotte, more so on the business side. But he, he played for Florida Gators, got injured. Probably he was the number one D back in the country. Great guy. I have another question for you. Man. Sure, man. <laughs> I know, right? Do you still have a, a mentor today? Yeah, Larry Kennedy. Now, what is the top three things that sticks out of your head that he's told you in that whole process since you've known him for your development? Well, I'll, I'll do a mashup of both. Um, my guy, Tony Dargan, uh, he taught me the discipline part, you know, as far as a professional career. He said it's easier to be an asshole and lighten up 
than it is to go in like you're everybody's friend and try to turn into a disciplinary. Mm. So I, I took that because a lot of the times the lines get blurred. Um, Larry Kennedy, as I began to uh, grow my name here in Charlotte, he told me that I couldn't respond to every negative comment about me on social media because there was a lot of haters. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And anytime you address those guys, you validate them. So he told me to stop validating them. Eventually, they'll be on to something else. So, you know, that's the, the one thing that really stuck out to me from him. Okay. And so those were the two jewels that were two jewels that you received from yours. Um, so what will be a jewel as you being a mentor? What will be that jewel that you give to your to your youth or your mentees? Listen, it's not that you guys make a mistake, right? It's what you do after the mistake. It's what you learn from that mistake. Don't make the same mistake twice. And you can always call somebody and get some advice. You're not by yourself. We've all been through it before, no matter what it is. I promise you that. And, you know, just to piggyback on, you know, what, we, what you guys are talking about, and I even asked you what I learned from you know, my mentors, uh, I've had two uh, solidified mentors growing up. And one thing that I learned was, it's funny, but if you hang around 10 bums, one day you're going to be number 11. Man. Uh, now, to clean it up on the more, I guess, you know, a <laughs> <laughs> grown man 30-something podcast side, it's about association. So when you're hanging around those people who can push you or drive you or move you forward, Absolutely. Always collectively be around people, and this is why we're in this room today because we collectively are on the same page. Yeah, I always like to say, "Steel sharpens steel." So facts. I, I, I surround myself with people who aspire, who who have goals, who set a plan to reach those. Now, goals. Now, can you say that one more time? What's that saying? <laughs> steel sharpens steel. Facts. Absolutely. And listen, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it because uh, I just have to honor her and everything that I do. Again, my mother was a single mother. And I saw her grind and she absolutely was the first because she never made an excuse. Mm -hmm. She told me how to treat women. Um, she couldn't teach me how to be a man. I had other people around me for that. But she gave me the woman's perspective and she instilled a lot of things in me. You know, nobody uh, is like your mother, right? If you got a bad friend around, she's going to point that guy out. Oh, yeah. Even if, even if you think he's like okay. I hanging out with him. Right. And we think, we think she's bugging. <laughs> I remember, man, I was... 17 years old, my mother told me, you know, Greg, trouble is easy to get into, but hard to get out of. Mm -hmm. And I thought she was tripping. You know what I mean? So, Mom, if you out there listening, thank you for your advice. <laughs> I've learned. I've listened. First and foremost, you are the number one mentor in my life. And one I appreciate more, you. One more mentor. Uh, one of my other mentors that, you know, dropped a mean jewel on me was uh, actually, you can consider, I guess, mentors family, too. And um, my uncle told me one thing was that laziness and greed will destroy you. Mm. So with those two values that regardless of whatever you're doing, on, doing in life, that as lazy as you are or as greedy as you are, you can fall into those buckets where you might not win. So I always judge myself and make sure, again, I'm balanced, that I'm on top of my you know, game and I'm focused, but that laziness... You can't do it. You always got to keep pushing forward and forward to be great. Facts. So while we're still on the topic of mentorship, now you guys discussed as far as, uh, I guess, the youth or the mentees that are proactive that actually seek you out. But if do you guys think it's important? And if so, how important do you think it is for you to actually be the one that be proactive to actually reach out to a mentee? It, it's imperative. Um, for the simple fact, we don't want these guys to make the same mistakes that we made. 
right? Nobody gave us a roadmap. That's why I started the teen symposiums. You know, depending on what age, which age group uh, that I'm talking to, we talk about bullying, bully prevention. We go as far as sex and, and uh, police brutality. You know, nobody told me how to get stopped by a cop. But if you're paying attention to what's going on in the world today, we are dying at traffic stops. Nice. We literally role play how to get pulled over by a cop. Where to put your hands, how to down the windows, how to turn on the lights. And because of that, I'm praying to God that more of us make it home. Because if you do the wrong thing, y'all know the narrative. Oh, I fear it for my life. Suspend it for a week. We're back at work. Next story. We're Facts. trying to prevent that. Facts. Now, Josh, with the mentor, how does your standpoint about, you know, just having one? And do you find yourself actually being one or, you know, I guess anything in that regard to this topic. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've uh, I found mentorship mostly at my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a, a few people who Thompson kind of alluded to where I looked at them. I looked at their position. I looked at maybe the way that they carry themselves. And I've somewhat modeled myself after them. And I have mentors that they probably don't even know that they're my mentor. You know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of look at people from a distance. Uh, so I, I would say that in my career i've been fortunate enough to have uh mentors on my job but then at the same time to answer the second part of your question i always make myself available to others uh different ways that i believe that i've mentored people is just uh navigating through corporate america you know in the uh piece that i'm familiar with Mm -hmm. you know resume writing interviewing workshops uh learning i mean coaching people on a, a, a appropriate dress you know so things like that and and just always making myself uh uh, available so yeah i've i've uh, done it uh in in, informally but then also uh i would uh tutor you know Mm -hmm. so after school tutoring things like that i I just believe that it's important um especially as a black man to make myself available not just to black kids but to all kids and the reason why i say all kids is because of this if uh I believe that if a white kid and let's just call it what it is, if if the only thing that they see about black people are what the news uh, puts out to them, mm-hmm. they may fear us. You know, they may absolutely they, they may think oh, no, just like the cops. Parts yeah, in America yeah. where the, the white people, the only images yeah. they see of black people are just only on TV. Yeah. I, I, absolutely. So I also believe that it's important as a, as a black man to uh, pre- present a positive image of of a black man. So with that being said, let's go ahead and uh, take it to break. Dirty Sun Podcast. Monte Carlos. <laughs> hey yo, shout out to Outcast, man. Listen, that's the only album I'm waiting on. If that happened, then I could just check out. I'm no, on... Don't hold your breath. Andre ain't recording nothing anytime soon. Yeah, man. Andre definitely in my list top five, man. Period, yeah, facts, man. Facts, facts, Maybe facts. even top three, real talk, man. Now, he ain't three. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, I mean, this next topic that we're talking about is, you know. Do you really 
you know, dress your age? Like, should we dress our age? Or, I mean, how does that work nowadays in today's time? And especially with fashion and, you know, I'm not considered a fashionista or, you know, <laughs> yo, they need to make a man fashion nova because I'm tired of these women getting all these good deals on these clothes. Are you sitting there telling me you want a, a male fashion nova? Hey, <laughs> if, they can spend, if they can spend $5 on a dress, man, why can't we get $10 on You'll a t-shirt? Like, you know. <laughs> well, it sounds like a business opportunity. Maybe we need to get that going hey, on. Hey, fashion nova, be, yeah. man, they, the girls be coming up on the nova, yeah, man. It's, it's the same reason why you go to the club and they get in for free and we pay 20 <laughs> man. It's the same concept. But it's as the topic tone brought up as far as dressing your age yeah, like, like how does how does that work like you know i mean i'm in my mid 30s i'm 35 um but just me personally i have a, a a plethora of different looks for different situations yeah so i mean at work i mean in today's time and the job that i work at i can be very lax um but even in corporate america some people really don't dress their age so, I mean, how do you feel, you know, that dressing your age and what do you see now well, when it comes to dressing? It's like a very interesting time, general uh, generation speaking, because going back to like decades and decades and decades ago, there's always like a generational gap between what the parents wore and the music they listened to oh, and yeah. the culture and then what the, 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 the next generation, what they listened to, what they dressed. And now in this time, the, the generations are getting a little blurred, like... The, the parent is listening to the same music as the child. They're dressing the same way. So when you bring up the concept of dressing your age, it's like, well, what's, what, what's I mean, really I got your a 55-year-old uncle that's still wearing phone posits. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, why? So I got a take on it. I think there's different things. Um, back to what, to what Thompson was talking about. If you're like 30-plus, I would say just be mindful of your body type. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so dress dress for your body type, Dr- not dress your age. for your body type. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, don't 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 squeeze into like something that you see the Migos wearing when you don't got the Migos body. You know what I'm saying? Nah, but you shouldn't be 35, 50 with a, a choker on and some diamonds though too. That's a little crazy for I, my I, age. I, I feel you, but you know something too is uh, I do believe that people should evolve. Like being being in your thirties, you shouldn't dress like it's 1996. You know what I'm saying? I agree. So, so. Uh, we, I, I work with a, a guy who's probably mid to, to late 50s. Not only does he dress, in my mind, uh, inappropriately, he dressed like his like early 2000s. <laughs> like, like Jabot jeans, jersey. You saw him today. Yeah. Jabot jeans, jersey. Yeah. I'm like, come on, cuz. Like, what, oh, what are we doing? you bring out those jeans with the NBA logos? Dog. You remember those? Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, you joking. I've seen them all. Oh, man. <laughs> with, with some white uh, Air Force Ones. And I'm like, bro, put put on a, a hard bottom. <laughs> would you say, I would say this, uh, being in your 30s, I think it's important. And you see the memes where they say, talk about like doing both. Mm-hmm. I would say when you're in your 30s, you know, have your dress clothes, you know, make sure you have a suit. You always got to have a suit. If, oh, if, yeah. if, if not one, have two, you know, oh, have, yeah. have a jacket. But then you know you can ha- have your jeans and your in your uh, gym shoes and whatever. I don't I don't own a pair of like basketball shoes. I don't even know like the proper term for them. You oh, know what I'm saying? Shirts? Yeah, yeah you know, I, 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 I don't I don't I don't I don't even own them. But the thing is, is just like make sure that you have a button up. You know, Agreed. some dress pants. Right, and, and and let's touch on that jeans situation. And Tone, you and <laughs> I, I have I have a you can go ahead, Greg, listen, but I have Tone, one. you you and I have talked about this. I, Man, I feel like you're gonna go where I'm gonna go. I need you to hear me clearly. <laughs> If you have to lay down and point your toe to put on these jeans, you are out of control. 
I don't care what age you are. Wait, so you mean uh, you got to paint the visual, G? What you mean listen, by that? No, don't paint the visual. <laughs> <laughs> listen, you got you to bend that toe to slide up in the voice. And then you got to jump up and down. You're out of dress code. We're talking about skinny jeans, people. <laughs> and a lot of y'all not skinny who wearing those jeans. Just saying. That's, that, that's what Josh was saying, man. You know? See, I got one more thing. I was kind of going where Greg was going, but like, I haven't got onto the whole super distressed jeans thing with the holes in You mean where your whole thigh is out? With the whole thigh is out that No, nah, my knee out. <laughs> no, no, my knee out. Thompson, Loki talking Shots about Shane Shane Tone over here. No, my knee out. All I'm my saying thigh is. Ain't, out. ain't no thigh meat popping out. Bro. I'm seeing Tone's knee right now. I don't know what's I'm going on. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I haven't gotten into one. Then people spend like a thousand dollars for some jeans that look like they went through the ringer, and it's like I don't get. It. I might sound like I'm not. I might be sound like an old man right now, <laughs> complaining about some distressed jeans. But I was like, yeah, that's the I, new, I don't that's get the it. new vibe. That's the, way, the new vibe. Like, you can't, you know. I'm gonna I'm I'm defend myself on that. One. <laughs> I mean, I'm fashionably correct at all times as I evolve and get older, but don't get it twisted. You know, I own suits. I keep boots. I keep grown man hats. I got tennis shoes. I got hoop shorts. It just depends on where I'm going. It's variety. So I can go to a barbecue and have on some hoop shorts, a tennis shoes, and a t-shirt and be comfortable with family. But I'm not going to literally walk out into the club with some tennis shoes on. Because, I mean, I like being comfortable but correct. I like being dressed. Lil always fresh, man. This cat, listen, this cat will hit you with the loafers. You know, and all kind of man, oh, little closet crazy, on. man. <laughs> nah, I, I appreciate it, man. I mean, Tone, you you know you always been a smooth motherfucker too, man. We used to <laughs> when we was working together, man. We would go back and forth, and, and I'd be like, Tone, you got it today, man. But one thing I can honestly say, I never seen him walking in the work with any of the. It with kind of what G was alluding to earlier. The, the I like to call them like the, the yeast infection genes. You know what I mean? When a dude, you I'm going to need you to break this on. down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about the ones where it, you could count somebody change in their pockets how yeah, tight their jeans is, man. You could see the booger in George Washington nose, man. <laughs> in the corners, man. Out of control. Right, but, <laughs> fellas, but what do you think is important when it comes to dressing in your 30s? I mean, it it depends on the on the environment, or it, it depends on the on the situation. Like like you had mentioned earlier, um, you want to have a suit or two, so you want to have those times where you can show people you could get clean, right? You don't have to just wear the same type of style every day. And then if you do have the same type of style, I think it's called like unilitarian. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce the word. But, um, you know, if you're the type of person that wear black all day, just make sure that it's clean. Whatever you're wearing, make sure that you're clean. Make sure that it doesn't have any type of stench or anything like that. Don't don't if you're wearing jeans, you know, and if you start, I mean, I haven't starched my my jeans in in years. But, you know, if you want to starch stuff, don't overly starch it. You know what I mean? Don't. But it's a reverse thing with me. It's like Mm -hmm. when I was younger, I used to wear different colors and be more into just colors but yeah. the older that i get i'm more getting less attention off of me because i want to enjoy the environment so i'm going more with the neutrals as the older i get right so right. the solid blacks the blues the greens and i kind of stay in that realm of those earth tones and then that's when i'm going out but if i'm comfortable just chilling yeah i'm cool with different colors but i know to dress my age yeah depending on where i'm going so what Absolutely. so so when you guys say 
dress your age. What what does dress your age mean? What does it mean to dress your age? Change clothes. Jay Z said it back in the day, man, in the early two thousands, man. I'm thirty plus. I'm riding. I'm rocking button ups. You know that's your age, right? You know what. I would I would even extend that to say what does acting your age mean? You know you know what I'm saying? Like I would say you have to be mature and maybe have some variety, but I mean really at the, in the time that we're in and Thompson was talking about it, things are different. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you are as as young as you want to be. You know, you're exactly. as old as you want to be. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Um somebody said something about going to a club. I get a headache thinking about going to a club, <laughs> right? I'd rather go to a lounge, hear some live music, I'm some live jazz, that's, some that's some. I, I appreciate musicianship. I was down at One Fifty One Cantina with my wife and daughter, and they had a nice little live jazz set. Yeah. I'm going back. You know what I mean? I don't need to be there with people mean mugging, not enjoying themselves. They got on a big white T-shirt or a small one in today's age <laughs> time. Yeah, they got a small halter top on. You know, put on put on a hard bottom, a nice dark jean, and, and a button up or a sweater, and and that's that's how I would attack it. Oh, yeah. I think I think overall we're seeing like variety is key, but you know, be comfortable with your own skin, but just keep it clean, keep it fresh, and keep it you. Right, but playing devil's advocate, what if somebody is fit? Who's in a fifty like your uncle who want to wear a phone posit? Like, is it wrong to say, "Uncle, man, leave that alone"? Because he don't look fifty. You know, he looked like he's thirty. So okay. that's the okay. scary part about it. It's like, so let know, him live. You trying to get something young? What he do? Yeah, he, you know, he went in with the young one. Trying to get something young. Jealousy. That's trying to get something young. I ain't hating. Jealous because he trying to, you know, he used to try to kick it with me, which is like, oh, this your brother. It's not no, that's my uncle. Yeah, you talk see you talking about the sober uncles. You know you got the drunk uncles yeah. that show up to the picnic that everybody is like Whoa. They got on they got on that linen uh suit yeah. with the with the button down and the sandals and the toes out. Yeah, the one yeah, that's wearing that the, the grill the grill threes. Nah. But he's not on the grill though, you know nah. what I mean? My uncle got on Balenciagas and, and, and you know, chains, watches, Man. got a cigar with some blocks on. Thinking he the youngest thing, you know, walking. Okay, so you got one of them cool ass uncles. Yeah, he, you know. <laughs> but most definitely, I want to, you know, thank everybody for listening in. I want to thank our special guest Greg for coming oh, in. Oh man, and thank y'all for having me, yeah. man. Greg, I really, I really enjoyed it. Boy. I really enjoyed it, fellas. Big facts, and most definitely tune in and please, please, please leave comments. Yo, talk about we it. Want talk that about feedback. what you heard about today. Like, you know? I know you had some opinions. Oh, I know yeah. you probably heard one of us say something really crazy. And you want to check us on it? Put it in the comments. It's call okay. us out. Yeah, we want to hear it. So right, but if if, if y'all call my name, I may not respond because, <laughs> because my mentor. If it's some, it, it depends on how hard you come for me. Just so you know. Most definitely tune in thirty some podcasts. Appreciate everybody.